Hi everyone. Today's video has three points and you're going to want to stick around because the third point is a secret as to the number one way of finding out if your sales page on Amazon for your books are properly optimized. So by the end of this video, you're going to know how to tell whether a page is properly optimized. You're going to have the steps necessary to optimize your page and you're going to feel great that you've done what is necessary to get your book to sell more copies. So the topic we're hitting today is optimize your Amazon book page. So let's get into it. This is Chris Baird from selfpublishingmadeeasynow.com where self-publishing doesn't have to be so hard. Hit the subscribe button if you'd like for me to make more videos like this one and check out below in the description for a copy of my absolutely free self-publishing checklist which includes the secrets I share on this channel to getting your book published and also selling. So go ahead and check that out. So from my own story, when I first got started with my very first sales page, it was absolutely terrible. The problem is, is I revealed all of the secrets right in the description, which is something I don't do on this. I don't tell you my third secret on this channel if you've figured it out yet. So what I did was I would just put all of the details and what exactly was in the book into the description, which was a huge mistake since the description isn't about describing the book. Rather, it is about convincing the person that this is something they need and must buy. Those are two separate things when it comes to descriptions, which is funny because we call it a description when in reality it's a sales letter. We're trying to tell the person they deep down do not wish to buy. So they're looking for a reason not to buy your book. And then as they start to read, we're overcoming the barriers with defeaters. So they have objections to buying. We're defeating those objections. So at the end, they feel like we absolutely must buy this book. And my thing was, my description was, well, here's exactly what I cover in the book. And that is not what a description on a properly optimized book page is, looks like. The other thing is I had no bio, no biography. So they didn't have a picture of my little face. They didn't have when you click on it, you'd come into a description establishing why I am an authority. And it could be an authority on the nonfiction front, but it also could be an authority in terms of the fiction front. As in you've written so many books or so many blogs, you're a well-known person, people love you, they're following you. This is another reason I tell you about content marketing because we're building up a brand around our name so that when people think of our name, they're going to associate it with exactly the types of books that we're putting onto the market. And they're going to say, I trust you to deliver another great story. And if you have no bio, you're going to lose readers because when they get there, they're going to look for that bio. Some of them will, not everyone. The next one is my chapters didn't have labels for the look inside. So when you get to Amazon, you're going to notice right off the bat, they have an area where you can click look inside and it will show them the breakdown of the book, starting with the table of contents where they can see <coughs> whether those those things listed in the table of contents tempt them to buy the book. You have to think about that each of the chapter headings in your book, they're like its own title, trying to sell, sell, sell the book. Now I know for some of you fiction writers, you don't want to use, you don't want to use chapter headings, but I find that the chapter headings can really pull a person in when they see the different chapter headings and they see those titles like, wow, this sounds really exciting. Or for a nonfiction, this really seems like it's going to be meeting my problems. This is one of the reasons why the chapter, the, the table of contents and chapter headings, it's not about actually the experience of reading the book. It's about selling the book 
in the first place, getting the book into people's hands. So often we think about, well, what experience are they going to have when they read the book? But in reality, if they don't purchase the book, we're never even going to get to that point. And that is a huge mistake that so many authors, including myself, made when first getting started. The next thing is no call to action in the description. This one was something I never even thought about. I figured, look, you have the description, you describe the book, mistake number one there, right? And when I get to the end, look, if they want to buy the book, they'll just go to the top and click buy now. The problem is psychologically, you will get 10, a 9, 10% bump in your sales just by telling the people at the bottom of your description, if you'd like to read more or you want to check out this exciting thing that will solve your problems or, or entertain you, then go up to the top of the page and click buy now. And this has a huge impact <coughs> on a lot of people when they're looking at purchasing, they get to the bottom and go, yes, I need to click the buy now button. Or they'll think, well, what am I supposed to do now? If nobody tells them what to do, people will literally just sit there and do absolutely nothing. They need to be led and guided to that very step there. So if you tell them and they see it, we're going to get a 9, 10% bump on the number of sales that we're making off of the sales page, which is something you are not going to want to forget. I've recently had one of my coaching clients, you know who you are out there, and there was a number of these elements that were missing from their description and from these things. And so it made it very easy for me to say, okay, we're missing this, we're missing this, we're missing this. Now, it also depends that you're in a profitable niche. And we were looking at one that was maybe not so profitable. But my goal, if you've already written a book or had a book written by a ghostwriter, it's to make money off of the book to get this book onto the market, regardless of whether it's in a profitable niche. We can move it, which I've discussed before, some of my coaching clients, how we can shift your title and shift your, your genre a little bit in order to get it more profitable. But even in an unprofitable niche, let's optimize the page so that we're selling on your sales page. And the final thing that I discovered in my own personal experience, it was that the goal isn't to sell a million copies with our description, with our sales page, our title, the reviews, all of that, but rather to increase the chances of a, of a sale. Okay, and that is something you really need to think about, right? It is the fact that we are really not looking to get a million copies of your books uh, sold. Such a huge mistake that so many people make. Rather, we're just trying to get people to look at this and, and getting increasing the chances that they will make a sale. So optimize your Amazon book page. So the first of our three tips of the day is the goal is to get them to buy. The goal of the sales page is not to inform them about the book, not to let them know your favorite hobbies, not to let them know all the other books you may or may not have written. The goal of the sales page is to sell the book. I know it's really hard, but you have to think and understand that this is something they discovered in the 1920s. The sales copywriting people, they discovered that certain words cause people to buy and certain words don't. What we want to do is we want to use the words that people are looking for. They have barriers and they have desires, and we're going to play into that in order to ensure that those people are going to see that our book is a good fit for them, if it is a good fit for them. And that's another thing, which is we don't promise things that we're not delivering on. So if we make promises in our description, we're going to deliver on those exact same things. The same thing I do when I'm selling my courses and coaching. I tell you exactly what it is. Here's exactly what you're going to get. You're, going to, you're exactly getting that. I mean, every all of my coaching clients are happy and, and it, very happy with the, with the sessions. But if they're not happy, they can get their money back. And this is exactly it. I carry out the promise. I'm not here for t here today and gone tomorrow. I'm in it for the long haul. I'm going to be here 10 years from now doing this because I love self-publishing. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm in it. And so 
When you go to their sales page, we are going to use the words that are going to cause people to buy the book, but we need to make sure that what we're saying is also in alignment with what we're selling in the book. We are not tricking anybody. It is a very clear transfer. We're exchanging money for the value that and the time and effort that we've put into that book. And the best thing you can do is to help people and make it easy for them to buy by overcoming the barriers and objections that they have to making that purchase and then they go straight ahead and do it. Number two, the author bio. We already mentioned that. These are the. This is just sort of a list because I've got so many things here. Author bio needs to be in place. Use your face. Build a brand around yourself. Check out my course on, on content marketing to show you how you can build a personal brand, which you should be doing anyways, even if you're not publishing books, so that when somebody Googles you, they're going to be able to associate you with what it is you're interested in, which books you're writing. Number two, the look inside. Assume it needs to be professional. That includes your copyright page. Even if you, I saw this with a, a session I had with a coaching client recently, if you have your copyright page, it's just maybe your name or the title of the book or something like that, it doesn't look very professional. Our goal is that our books look identical to the books that would be done by the major publishing houses. So make sure you see how they're doing it. We're not stealing from them, but we're making sure that all of the same elements are there. Even if nobody needs those elements, it will impact when they do look inside. They're like, oh, I see it was done by this publishing house. Use your last name publishing, for example, for the publishing house, whatever you decide. <coughs> I think I, I like to use uh, uh, like Chris Andrew Baird, CAB Publishing or something like that. So it's a you have like a sort of a publishing title and that's what you're doing. You're self-publishing. So it's not a problem but uh, it makes it a little more official with regards to that in your copyright page then we come to the reviews if you have no reviews ask friends and family nobody who's within your house and your thing but ask people you know if they can leave a review I understand we're not asking them to leave a thousand reviews we're saying we need at least one review that actually also is a match between what your book is offering and that person has to have purchased at least $50 in Amazon products in the last year in order for that review to go live onto Amazon. And then the review needs to say, yes, it delivered on the value that was promised. So this is a thing we're going to be doing. You're still building up your email list and such, but we definitely want to get that review in place by whatever we have to do in order to get a review on there. And, you know, you have to decide for yourself, you know, uh, you could wait till you get a purely organic review. But the problem is, is that those are usually going to be negative. And this is a really huge problem. That's the reason why I'd say, look, you have coworkers, you have, you have colleagues, you've got friends, you've got family. Can somebody please leave a review on this book? Let's not put books on Amazon with zero reviews at all if we can help it, okay? The next thing is our prices. They're going to see the prices on our sales page and that's where the pricing comes in it's very important if you have <coughs> the books in multiple formats you're going to have different prices and so they're going to see your paperback is a lot more expensive i'm telling you you need to be making at least five dollars off of each paperback sale and two dollars off of your kindle sales for each time you sell a copy regardless of where you live in the world that's how much money you should be making and so they're going to see a cross through on the paperback sale price in order to see that your kindle price is much lower and that can lure them in to get the kindle but usually it goes the opposite direction they come in and see that low kindle price and then it lures them to get the audiobook or the paperback book the more versions you have the more credibility you have including your hardback versions of your books and so when your readers are coming to the sales page, they're going to see these books in the formats that they like, and they're going to go, who in the, this has got to deliver value because of all of the formats that are <clears throat> available for the book. So that gives you your prices and formats. And then finally, the descriptions. Your description should not be, as I mentioned to a client recently, a wall of text. Instead, it should be broken into bullet points that are easy to follow 
and they're going to tell them the value, the benefits of getting the book. They are not going to give away all of the secrets of your book. You're not going to have to put spoiler alerts into your description. Rather, we're going to have them follow those bullet points which are promising to deliver the benefits, not the features, but the benefits of purchasing your book. Does that make sense? And the final thing there was, of course, this call to action at the end of your description. But let's get to the secret answer of the day. We've had an awful lot of content here, content here today. And our secret answer of the day is running Amazon ads will make it easy to see where in your sales funnel you're losing customers. And just hitting this one first, <clears throat> as they get to your page with using, using an Amazon ads, they're going to show you how many impressions you're getting. So when people look at the thumbnail of your ad uh, for your book and they see the title of your book, a subtitle, and they see how many reviews you have on the book, based upon that, we're going to see how many of those people click. And of those people, we can actually see how many of those people buy. And there's the funnel. The top of the funnel is how many people see the ad, then how many purchases are made, and then how many people get to the sales page. I remember in the early days, one of the rules of thumb I was working from to make a profit off of these books was that for every 10 people who see my ad, one of them needs to click. For every 10 people who click on my ad, I need one of them to buy. That gives me a 1% of all the impressions, a 1% buy rate. With that, I break even. If I do better than that, then I will do better than breaking even. But this gives us an idea. If we see a lot of people giving us impressions, but nobody's clicking, that tells us your cover's terrible, your title's terrible, or maybe you have no reviews or your reviews are below three. As I've said before, our goal of all books is to be organically between three and five stars. Okay, we're not going for six, ten star review. We're looking for three to five stars is the quality we're looking at. And so when they see that, if they're not clicking, if they are clicking and getting to our sales page and they're not buying, then that tells us that, look, they obviously were tempted by your, your thumbnail of your book was good enough. But the problem is, is when they get there, your sales page is not optimized. So this is how we tell. It's a very important secret you need to pay attention to when it comes to putting your books on Amazon. This is why the ads are not just about driving traffic to get sales, but also to tell us if we need to change our thumbnail thumbnail, or if we need to change something on our sales page because we're not getting the conversions that we should be getting. And the final thing I wanna say is people are looking for reasons not to buy your book. And our goal on our sales page is not to give them any of those reasons. They come with objections, or some people would call objectors, and we come to with defeaters that defeat those objections. Do you see it? A person comes to your page and goes, well, maybe this isn't for my kind of puppy. You see it? Like if they're doing puppy training on the on the on your sales page, on the description. <clears throat> and then you're gonna say, these tricks, tricks and tips work for all kinds of puppies. You see it? Including, and then you might give exactly poodles and dachshunds and other types of dogs, for example. And then the person would say, oh, that works for my kind of dog. Do you see? We defeat the objection they have to not buy. You have to remember, they're not looking for a description of your book. They're looking for a reason not to buy. And we want to make sure that we defeat all of the objections they have not to buy, and we put a compelling offer in front of them at the right time so that they're going to come back and they're going to purchase that book. If they don't do it on the right, right, right away, they'll at least do it afterwards. But my question for you today is, have you optimized your book page on Amazon. If you have, write yes below in the comments. And if you haven't or don't even know, write no below in the comments because I need to know where you're coming from. And check up above me here for more video answers to your self-publishing questions.